Tanya for the 11th of Shvat, but first the story. Rabbi Shrol of Rushan used to visit Lavav occasionally for medical treatment, and when he would go there, he would, he would stay at the, the famous Rabbi Yaakov Shulam Arnstein, who was famous for the, for the sake of Yeshurus Yaakov. And this author of Yeshurus Yaakov wasn't a big um, fan of the Hasidic movement, and he wasn't even a big fan of, of the, the Ruzhaner. The only thing was is that the, the, he had respect. The Yisholah Ruzhaner was a big Tamil Chacham, a big Tzaddik. And so he would invite him over even though he wasn't so, um, he wasn't so um, pro the Hasidic movement. One time when Yisholah of Ruzhaner was staying at his house, he asked the Rav, he said... Why? What are the what are the roofs of your town made of? So the Rav was wondering why he's been asked a question like this. So he said it's made of iron, but he said it very quickly, very curtly. So he asked why iron. So he said because iron protects from fires. If a fire has a happens, the iron is is a lot more safe. So the tzaddik asked if it's just a protector fires, then why isn't it made out of tiles? And with that, <laughs> Rishola Vrushan left the house. And the, the Rav was, the Rav later on commented, he's like, this, what's going on? Like, Rishola Vrushan is supposed to be some great man, some big tzaddik. What, what, what was going on with this conversation? And he, he was, um, he, he was very disappointed. He's such a man is leading an entire, um, congregation of Jewish people. And, and, you know, his, his entire, his entire conversation was entirely non- nonsensical. And this conversation started spreading around. People were always like curious when you saw the Russian having this conversation with this famous Rav. And it, it, it reached the mayor of Premishlan. And mayor Premishlan heard the story. And mayor Premishlan said, no one understands what the, what the, what the meaning of, this, of the story is. The meaning of the story is iron is tough. And he's saying the top of the the top of the city, what protects the city, the rabbi of the city, has to be someone who's not tough like iron, but someone who's like fragile, like tires, like tiles. Tiles they they crack easily. They're humble. They're 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 not they're not tough and rigid like iron. And Mayor Premishlan realized when Michelle Rosen wasn't asking the question that that everyone had assumed they that he was asking. The Tanya so far is talking about the unity of God, and it's a fascinating topic, and there's so much more to discuss. But now we're now we've reached into the next into the next um, chapter, chapter twenty three, and chapter twenty three we're going to be talking about the unity of God and how it works, and, and we're going to also be talking about how it works in regards to Torah itself. But what what do we need to take from the previous chapter, aside for everything? But one very important introduction is. The unity of God doesn't mean that everything's united within God, just that, you know, God's in charge of everything, but it also means that everything is God and not God is everything. And that includes, as we explained in la- last chapter, even evil. Evil is a part of God. How does it get its energy? Of course, not in a direct, intimate, ponim way, let's call it like the phraseology of Tanya, but it gets it thrown behind the back in a very... Um, non-intimate, um, impersonal, and, and almost like disappointed way, but everything, good and evil alike, all gets its, it gets its energy directly from God, and were God to not power evil, evil, evil would cease to be. And therefore, everything is God, and God is everything, we mean that quite literally. Everything is God. 
Now we're going to continue. Now that we explained about the unity of God early on, now we can understand a lot better when we say Hashem and the Torah are one. Hashem and everything are one. But we understand there's a difference between Hashem's, Hashem's relationship to to evil and purity, a house of idol worship and a and a Torah, we can understand now a little bit the the difference. It's not the same type of of relationship. Though everything is God and God is everything, there's a big difference. Over Tikkunim Pirushu and Tikkun Zayah, it says like this: It says you want to understand how intimate God is with the Torah, like how unified it is. The 248 limbs of Hashem, whatever that means, represent the 248 positive commandments. It's not just that it's, that it's, um, uh, you know, it's unified, like you squish things together. No, it's, it's, it's so much more than that. The 248 positive commandments are literally corresponding to the 248 limbs of Hashem. Now, of course, Hashem doesn't have limbs, and that's going to be a, a, a reiteration that Tanya's going to keep on mentioning. Don't get too carried away with these examples because Hashem is not something, uh, Hashem is not something we can give descriptions on. But whatever it means for us to understand, right, is to get comfortable, this is, at least we understand just how close Hashem is to the Torah. Hashem's mitzvahs are Hashem's will. When a person has a desire for something, let's say a person wants to build a building, when a person then talks to the, to the contractor and the person then talks to the, to the plumber, that's an expression of this person's will to have this building. The mitzvahs are, are the tools Hashem used to create the world, or the other way around, you could even look at it as well, that Hashem has this world in order for us to do Torah mitzvahs. It's so intimate with God's will in, in this world. Hashem used the mitzvahs to create that, the world. Hashem used the Torah. In fact, it says we, Hashem looked at the Torah and created the world. It, the, the Torah is the whole purpose of it all. It's the true desire of Hashem. Because all the higher worlds and the lower worlds and everything in between is all because Hashem wanted to create this world. So Hashem created the higher worlds, and then the worlds a little bit below that, and the worlds a little bit below that, until we have this world. And what's the point? To what end do we have this world? So we could put a coin in Sarakabushka. So we could have a, a, a podcast with Tanya. So we could have doing a favor for a friend, or, or, or lighting Shabbos candles, whatever it is. That's the point of it all. So the higher worlds are all just for the fulfillment of Hashem's will for us to do Torah and Mitzvahs in this world. And therefore, the doing the Mitzvahs is the internal garment of the will of God. God has this will for Mitzvahs to be done, or for Hashem's, uh, Hashem to be connected to this world and the expression of Hashem in this world. Torah Mitzvahs, that's the way it's able to be done. That through the performance of this Mitzvah, to a person say, "Well, I just put a coin in a tzakabushka." How big of a deal? It was a quarter. It was of no, you know, it was, it was nothing of significance. And what he doesn't realize is that's literally everything. The higher worlds, the lower worlds, everything was all created for him to do that to do that mitzvah. And that's the reason why it's called the limbs of the king. It's very specific. We could have so many other ways of explaining how mitzvahs operate. Why do you call it limbs of the king? Why? Just as in a healthy human being, their limbs are entirely nullified to themselves. You don't say, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, to pick up the, the fork, but my, what can I do? My hand aside and I pick up the knife. You're saying, well, that, that makes no sense. A healthy limb is entirely subservient to the person's will. A person wants to pick up the knife to cut the steak. He picks the knife up. The limb doesn't say, hold up. You didn't consult me. You know, I have, I have alternate, alternate plans. It doesn't work like that. 
When a person wants to do something, as I explained outside, he says there's no there's no decision making to be had. The limb what says, well, let me weigh in. You know, what's what's this um, this this king deciding what I'm going to do? Do I get a, a a vote too? Of course not. The limb is subservient to the person. The second he wants to pick up the knife, wants to pick up the fork, wants to pick up the salsa, that's what happens. The second he wants to do something, his limb is observing to him, and that's what he does. And what happens is the same thing with the mitzvahs in this world. It's nullified to Hashem's will. And it's, it has this in, intimate relationship with God like a body and a soul. The same way the uh, uh, the same way the the soul the the power of the person is decides something decides a will of something and then the body just operates in kind same thing with the mitzvahs whom whom mitzvahs of so the mitzvahs are nullified to the will of God. And that's what we connect to when we do a mitzvah. It's a very big deal. And people take it for granted because they're like, okay, big deal. It's a, it's a mitzvah. Or we just get used to doing mitzvahs. We don't realize when we're doing a mitzvah, it's such a big deal for God. We're, we're letting God's will express itself. Now, this is an, 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 an additional idea for us to think about. And again, this is it, it flows in perfect context with what we've said before and what we want to say. But this is also just such a beautiful idea on its own, a standalone idea. When we do a mitzvah, how much godliness we're tapping into it's just it's remarkable and we do so many mitzvahs every day it's it's nice to be cognizant of when you're doing a mitzvah you're putting a coin in Sadaka Pushka it's incredible what's happening. When a person does a mitzvah, he's expressing the will of God in that hand. He puts a coin in Sadaka Pushka and it's like, big deal. He's walking to Shul. He's walking to help a friend. He's doing any other mitzvah, in that moment he does the mitzvah, the will of God is shining through his hand, shining through his feet, shining through his brain if he's learning Torah. Whatever mitzvah the person is doing, it's such an incredible thing. He's saying, saying words of Torah, he's thinking words of Torah, his mouth, his hat, his brain is literally being like a chariot to a, to a, a, a horse to a chariot expressing godliness. It's, it's such a tremendous thing that he's able to now just fully express God. What does it mean? It means that God is like the, 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 the rider and the horse does whatever the rider whatever the rider wants. The horse doesn't have a will of its own. When you do a missile, you tap into that energy and you have this such an intimate connection like a rider to a horse. This is what the Chachamim say. We say about the, about the forefathers, they were like a chariot to God. This relationship with a horse and rider, where the you know the 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 horse doesn't say, oh, you know what, I'll I'll just decide where to go, or the chariot say, you know, I have an opinion. The rider wants to go left, I'll just take a right. It's very intimate. It's very connected. In Avram Yitzchak Yaakov's case, their entire life, everything about their life was always like this. They were entirely connected to God like a chariot or a rider, and they didn't have a will of their own in the, in the traditional sense. They did whatever God wanted completely in every element of their life. Now, having that in every element of your life, that's a little bit difficult, you can imagine. Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov were in, incredible individuals, but what's so tremendous is, when we do a mitzvah, at least for that moment that we're doing the mitzvah, 
mitzvah, we are able to have that relationship with God. And it's such a tremendous idea when we especially when we try to belittle ourselves and put ourselves down saying you know i'm not the greatest guy i'm not i don't have such a perfect life it doesn't matter or it does matter but in the moment you're doing a mitzvah that moment's perfect and that that should be treasured and the more mitzvahs you're able to collect the more good moments and chariot moments you're able to collect in your life that's a tremendous thing and that shouldn't be belittled it shouldn't be um you know not appreciated thank you so much for joining the tiny tiny have a wonderful and very successful day and thank you so much for joining.